What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? I'm not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. His brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. Here. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that's never seen a blimp crash in real life. But we watch a certain podcast do it on a weekly basis. This is Hysteria 51. Robot. Man, he's already cutting you off, John. He's already coming in early on you. Though I have to admit that he kind of called out the podcast I was talking about. <laughs> anyway, we are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. My name is John Goforth, and alongside to investigate this mysterious disappearance is none other than Mr. Brent Thanks, John. We got a fun one tonight for a couple reasons. Number one, I get to say ghost blimp. (sighs) You got to say it like that. You just can't go ghost blimp. You got to go ghost blimp. Uh, But now, before we let the robots take us too far off course, because that's the norm, let's get to our guests, because I am a fucking static right now. Tonight, we're welcoming Andy and Art from Mr. Bunky's Conspiracy Time podcast. Now, they are here in studio the first time i've had anyone in studio since before uh we went to war in the plague lands so this is a fucking amazing uh time wait 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 wait, brent you when i asked if i could come over to record you said you were still not allowing people in because of the. i said i don't want people that i expect to be infected i didn't say with what (laughs) i just assume you to be infected with themes tough tough but fair andy and art welcome (laughs) back to the show mr conspiracy time podcast now i gotta i gotta i gotta stop you right there Art, welcome back to the show. Andy, oh, yeah. Andy is a virgin. <laughs> oh, I'm oh. happy to be losing my virginity to all three of you at yeah. the same time. In more ways than one. Yeah. Uh, uh, so tell tell everyone about Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. It rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the it's, most succinct name in podcast. <laughs> name's so long, you just have to fumble through it once or twice and then uh, ignore it. <laughs> Uh, no, we're uh, we're big fans of Hysteria Nation and Hysteria Fifty One. Uh, we uh, you know we we we, uh, we can cover the conspiracy, paranormal, all things bizarre, UFOs, uh, weird strangeness uh, kind of uh, yeah. topics. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, if you're thinking to yourself, I, I've heard this guy before. Art was on our which one was it? You Flatwoods f- Monster. Flatwoods Monster. He filled in for yeah. John. John was gone. And uh, we had all sorts of uh, barn owl shenanigans. Oh. I think we talked about Uranus Fudge. I think you were in Outer Mongolia or something. Oh, one, of the, okay. one of the places that has outer. Either that or you were up on charges at The Hague again. One of the two. John only goes to prison in places that start with the. So. It, um, it, that and they all start out. to run that together after out. a while, to be, to be frank. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Well, guys, I uh, I am a virgin to both of you. Um, I have not <laughs> wow. been on the show with either one of you, so welcome. Looking forward to the shenanigans that are about to ensue. Oh yeah! But before we do that, we're talking about 
a ghost blimp tonight, okay? A ghost blimp. I gotta blimp. admit to you, I love sub sandwiches, and so the moment I read that, all I could think about was blimpy. It's, blimpy, it's the natural yeah. segue. It, it, I mean, that's what everybody was thinking. And believe it or not, they're actually still around. I didn't know they're... I moved into this place called the Mansion House in St. Louis, Missouri in like 2003. And there was a little uh, a little bodega type place a few doors down and they had a blimpy in there. And I remember thinking in 2003, huh, no shit, those places are still around. <laughs> I looked it up today and they are yet still around. There are still blimpies. But it, it brings to mind the question, what formerly popular food chain that's either gone now completely or massively smaller, like Blimpy, oh my do God. you miss the most? And we'll go around the room. Oh, wow. Well, I don't want him to take mine, so I'm going first. Go right okay. ahead, Brent. I mean, it's Kenny Rogers Roasters, right? I mean, <laughs> you, can't, you can't not ha- want Kenny Rogers. And I, I can't say that without thinking about <laughs> Mad TV. I'm Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Yeah, with Will Sasso. <laughs> yeah. And welcome yeah. to Jackass. <laughs> like, I don't, well, I don't so know why. All, the moment you said it, I, I don't, that didn't come to mind at all. All that came to mind to me was the Seinfeld episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm with, with you, John. That's what I remember, is, uh, too. Like giving him a tan or whatever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, it's a multi-talented uh, chain. It was too good for its own well-being, so they had to take it out wow. before <laughs> it did it. So what about you guys? Mm. Andy, where are you at? Oh, man. Um, I guess the first thing that springs to my mind, and this is what I'm going to talk about, is uh, I never ate at this restaurant, um, but I love the lore behind it. True. Uh, and it's a place called Burger Chef. Um, oh yeah! Have you eaten at a burger shop? Not only that, I have on. Uh, here's a little self promotion. I run a little bit of a a side T-shirt thing that has old defunct restaurants and things. I have the Burger Shelf logo. I saw. Oh my on there. god! Yeah. Oh man, we gotta get a couple of those. Oh my god, I gotta mm. get one of those from you. If you yeah. want that and a Canon Films T-shirt, oh, you know, yeah. and a Showbiz Pizza, I'm head the to guy. toe in Brent Hand merch. <laughs> <laughs> now the thing I love about Burger Chef is all of the characters. Oh my god, the characters. Uh, there was. Burger Chef, uh, who was an adult man, who was a <laughs> Burger Chef, who looks like the guy from Burger Time, almost like he's he had like the white hat, right? And yeah, the, yep. yeah. To me, yep. he looks like Peter Griffin as a <laughs> chef. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he had a he had a young boy that was his constant companion. We call him a ward to uh, award, to uh, award, avoid yeah. any uh, suspicion. <laughs> and then there were vampires. There was a family of vampires, werewolves, Burgerini, the Burger Magician. Yeah. yeah. So guys, uh, let me pause cool you real cast. quick. I uh, as you're talking, I just googled Burger Chef uh, yeah. because I wanted to see these characters you're talking about. And the first suggestion that came up on Google was Burger Chef murders. Yeah, there were a <laughs> string of murders uh, at Burger Chefs. Listen, no fast food restaurant is complete without you know a couple of murders. I mean, how many murders have been at McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. over a John, billion. Let's served. be honest. Over over a thousand murders. I mean, over, at least. over a billion served, and six or seven of them were fucking served. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking my uh, my uh, McDonald's uh, suicide right now because I just had it the other day and I keep eating McDonald's. So, you know, the, it's the slow burn on me. Um, <laughs> I, I, mm, a, a, mm. a McDouble, please. Give me two. It's fine. Why not? The cheap I, cheese. I felt, uh, I felt well, you know, my blood characters... move. You guys got to keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> remember the uh, there was speaking of McDonald's characters. I mean, we all we all remember the Hamburglar and, and mm-hmm. Grimace, but. Remember the the big talking hamburger? Mayor McCheese. He got into politics and then he went corrupt and they had to cut him from the franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
There might have been more burger people. I can't really remember, but I do remember Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese was a famous one. Did anybody yeah. here have a birthday party at McDonald's? Uh, no, I, I attended one. I wasn't yeah. allowed in the ball pit because my parents thought everyone shit in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were right, and uh, you did miss out, Brent. Now, my McDonald's where I grew up had a carousel inside. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! Wow! McDonald's themed carousel. Oh my goodness! Yeah, what? Well, uh, I was just looking it up. It, it turns out it was Mayor McCheese and Marion Barry in DC <laughs> with the cocaine and oh, the hookers. No. So that's oh. the way it went. Marion McCheese. <laughs> Yeah. Stay away from that cocaine. Art, where's what's yours? You know, you I can't a- I'm 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 strapped for thinking of a of a of a of a uh eating establishment, but here I'll I'll try and uh, bend the rules here a little bit. There was food at this place. A defunct uh theme park that or or that was based in Chicago, Kittyland. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And there was um, No murders ever happened there, I'm eh, sure. Well <laughs> there might have been one or two. There was me murdering the uh the game where you have to throw um a ball into the bucket. Oh, uh, yeah. Ski ball. Yeah. I remember as a uh, young, uh, probably like 11 or 12, me versus this like little six-year-old girl. And I just, I absolutely just. <laughs> Not to be confused in Chicago with throwing the bucket uh, and ball with a grand prize game. Right. On um, Yeah. Hey, can I throw in a real quick honorable mention? Because I just thought of it. I got to say Chi-Chi's because it was a celebration oh, of food. Oh, Chi-Chi's fried ice cream. Yeah. Right honorable now. mention. Fried ice cream, which is just really like a dome of fried on top of your ice cream. Yeah. Or they did, yeah. And, and let's be honest, that's a, I don't know what it is, but it's not Mexican food. That's called Tex-Mex, my friend. Yeah, Tex-Mex. <laughs> and it is its you own know, It's, it's food so group. weird, though, uh, that brands like, like, you can still get Chi-Chi salsa and chips at the yeah. store. It's like they just sold the brand. Someone bought, I saw Montgomery Wards is sending stuff out again. It's not really Montgomery Wards. It's four guys with a truck right. that are Same like selling out, you know, out of a, a van somewhere. Same with Atari. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not the actual company. Somebody bought the rights and now they're trying to re- anyway. yeah. Um, yeah, right. All right. So I will give you mine. Um, it, it is a lesser known chain, but it is completely gone now. Uh, it, it was a buffet of sorts called sweet tomatoes and I've never heard of that soup and salad. Primarily they had yep. like 10, we have everything soups. you don't really want soup and salad. <laughs> no, it was really <laughs> sweet really tomatoes good. is gone. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was gone. That was a great place. I didn't, I've never Thank even heard you. of it. John, this is a great pick. I didn't know it was gone. Oh, so sad. What's so important to you? I see. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I haven't eaten uh, there for multiple years. It was it was it was actually really good. Like the great place to get lunch. Pastas and they had baked potatoes and like it it was uh it was really good. Now, you Brent, you did an honorable mention. I'll give you one too, and I wouldn't go the same route as it was really good. But uh, they there was a there was a a few different chains that were roughly all the same. And I, I, they were the, the, the shitty steak and a buffet with it <laughs> combo meal chains. Oh yeah. Ponderosa, Ryan's Maverick, Sizzler, Bonanza. Like it was places. the place where you get the, you get the salad bar. That's okay. It's salad bar has like real food and everything. And then for an extra buck, they throw a steak on there. No, I think you actually paid less in some cases. To take the steak. <laughs> like, do you want this? <laughs> now, uh, no, admittedly the steak was great. Even when out. it was cooked. It's the only rare, place where they've it, said, take the steak. It's turning, you know, like, yeah, it, steak. It, it, it tasted roughly like a, not just a tire, but a burning tire. Um, but, you know, value's value. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, I know of an existing Ponderosa. Oh, shit. Well, there. It's, oh. in, it's, in, it's in central Indiana. 
Yeah, there's wow. probably a few. I know Mavericks gone by, but there's the Sizzlers. Only one I've ever seen. I think there's still Orions like in years. Springfield, but they're all the same concept, though. Yeah. So yeah. gone or still there. And I bet you there's a Ponderosa gone, in Jacksonville, forgotten. Illinois. There was the last time I was there. And, gone, well, and, and, you know, I mean, I guess every buffet might be in. I mean, will buffets come back? I don't know. With the, you know, I mean, the pandemic is, you know, winding down in the US here. Well, if but, the corrals uh, stay I, golden, they will. That's all I, I know. I don't think people are going to be lining up for the local food trough, nah. uh, Golden Corral, anytime soon. Yeah. Well, there's, well a, there's a beacon of hope, and it's called Las Vegas. I mean, this right. is the cent- epicenter <laughs> right. of American buffet innovation. Yeah, and we have true. to look to Las Vegas to push well, the buffet yes. industry see, forward. See what happens when you just mention blimpy and, <laughs> and blimps, you know? Speaking of blimps, this was not, in fact, a good year for blimps. See what I did. Oh, my God. Uh, Holy shit, John. That that chip is... Well, I guess it's working. So not only... Not only did he come up with a clever uh, uh, segue, it was it was appropriately timed, and it got us back mm. on track. I well, he's like not wrong. He is not wrong. No, he's not. So the year in question, this uh, good year, as he said, the year of our Lord, 1942. Uh, I'll paint you a picture. World War Dose was still rampant, and the U.S. was feeling the effects. Uh, here's a quote from military historian, hell of a lover, and author, Carol V. Glines. There were known to be Japanese submarines operating off the coast. There had been an attack on an oil refinery down near Santa Monica, near Los Angeles. There was a great fear that there would be more attacks. So it's kind of a fucked up time in the world, and we were off to the side, living our own life, and all of a sudden it comes knocking at the door of the war. Yeah, and don't forget this is this was also the lead up. Uh, you know the 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 potential attack near Santa Monica uh, to another story that we covered on this podcast, the Battle of Los Angeles. The Battle of Los Angeles. Have you guys okay. covered that one? We Have haven't not. covered it yet, but it's that's an interesting. It's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only ones where you see like we touched up this photo and it got real popular. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, you know. But yeah, it's still an, just an excellent... making the aliens more clear. Yeah. come on. And uh, speaking of aliens, there might be an extraterrestrial tie-in to the Ghost Blimp 2, but we'll get there, to that. There always is. So after this attack, though, the on the refinery, the government decides they need to get busy with defenses, as one is to do. Always after the fact, Pearl Harbor just happened. Japanese subs were known to be snooping around, and we need to keep our collective eyes peeled for them. Enter the blimps. <laughs> you know, the blimps. Yeah, like I guess oh. I never think about it, but do you guys realize they still use blimps to this day and a lot of them are actually like secret spy blimps and shit like that. Yeah, we we covered um I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Phoenix Lights incident. Oh, of course. Yes. That was that was another incident where there was some suspicion that maybe what people saw was some sort of high-tech yep. dirigible. Yeah, and it's crazy that you think like so much time goes by and we're still using uh, inflatable shit in the sky. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to offend the lighter than air society or anything, <laughs> the blimp community at large. But uh, you know, I have my. Uh, oh <laughs> God damn this show! You know, like, those of us in the blimp community prefer dirigible. Yeah. The dirigible community. Yeah. I'm, my mistake. We're sorry, dirigible nation. We didn't mean <laughs> to offend. <laughs> Arts, 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 a rube. Stand down, sniper. Stand down. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> fellas, they were they were sending out blimps to monitor enemy activity along the coastline. That really makes sense at the time, though. It they're slow moving. They can stand up in an area. It can monitor a lot of coastline. It doesn't take that many of them. 
and they stay aloft forever. In fact, I said not many of them. There was 12 of them made up the Airship Squadron 32, which sounds way cooler than when you go in there. And it's just that a sounds like some ones. Star Wars stuff right there. Yeah. You uh, uh, Rogue Squadron? No, Airship Squadron 32. Yeah. Damn. Our, yeah, our battle cry is... <laughs> 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 As so, they just gently glide, yeah. listen to the mighty roar of our engines. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're not the fastest vehicles. That is that is for sure. But just after 6 a.m. on August 16th, 1942, the L-8 uh, blimp, which was designated Flight 101, prepared for takeoff. Now, yeah, the L-8 was, the, was a type of limp, blimp, right, a so small the, was, little blimp. It was mm-hmm. the L series of blimps, and this one was the eighth, if you're counting it at home. They would actually be going to... They were, they would go all the way up to L-22. Fuck. Um, I didn't even know they could count that high back in 42. Wow. <laughs> so good for them. Well, everything was still in black and white. That is true. Um, before the switch. The, like, before yeah, color yeah. was invented. And, yeah. and the pilots were two folks, uh, 27-year-old Lieutenant Ernest Cody and 32-year-old Ensign Charles Adams. But they were not newbies. It's funny when you look into these guys, they always say, like, Cody was... He was not a noob, but he'd only flown giant blimps, and this one was small. I guess maybe there's a big difference. I would think like if you fly a giant plane, a little one would be easy, but maybe like a yeah. blimp is easier to be blown off course. I know a little smaller. bit about airplanes. Like getting inside of one of those little Cessnas feels like my buddy, who's a pilot, described it as being in a lawnmower in the air, like that's yeah. flying through there because they're they're very thin and mm-hmm. light and they can glide. But I imagine a commercial airliner probably feels like uh, I don't know driving like a. Maybe a Rolls Royce or something. (laughs) Yeah. A boat. (laughs) Yeah. So, Brent, I don't mean to correct you, but I will. Cody had already driven the L8. It was new for Charles Adams because I was testing you. Well done. You get to stay on as my my counterpart. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Uh, Cody had already garnered some attention during the war in April of 42. He had, uh, with that very craft, the L-8, he had delivered aircraft parts that were needed for repair uh, on the USS Hornet. But they weren't needed for the Hornet. Uh, the parts were needed for the B-25 Mitchell bombers that would go on to bomb Tokyo. And if, if, if you're familiar with the famous Doolittle raid, that was the first time that we proved that we could actually reach uh, uh, Japan um, and 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 bomb mainland Japan. It, they, they wasn't like we're not talking about like the air raids of Tokyo where hundreds of thousands of people were killed. We're talking like the very the Doolittle raid was was I mean I think fifty people died or something like that. But it was proof that 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 we could reach it. Let's just kill a few field. people just for proof of Let's concept. Just try a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a not pilot. To, not it's a to, request. Not to minimize the horrors of war, but this was the foreplay. <laughs> yeah. To the eventual it, well, carpet and, bombing. You know, guys, don't forget it was it was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah. yeah you know, it was well, a different time. And with all great stories like this, there was also another dude who was supposed to be on board who didn't get to be. Uh, L8 aviation machini- machinist mate Riley Hill was supposed to accompany these guys for the flight. However, before departure, they actually told him that he couldn't go on the flight. Nah, nah, it's not that cool. It's just uh, there was like heavy, <laughs> there was a heavy moisture, oh. and they thought that the weight of him and the weight on the blimp made it no. unsafe for him to bring. They didn't want anyone to go missing on this right. flight, no. so they didn't want him to be on it. <laughs> We're familiar with <laughs> <the> foreshadowing. <laughs> We're familiar with heavy moisture. Yeah, I'll yeah. I've moist- been kicked off a lot of rides for having heavy moisture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Being, yeah. Yeah. being heavy I'll, and moist. <laughs> I'll tell you what's dripping here: not the moisture, but the. Irony. Oh. oh. Okay. Thank you, Alanis. Go forth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? 
So yeah, so Cody and Adams, they uh, they take off the planned flight on uh, routine maneuvers. It had been inspected. They inspected these things every now and then. And just four days prior to this flight, it had been deemed to be in fine working order. I could be wrong, but that sounds like foreshadowing. You are right, my non-friend. <laughs> you are exactly right. Their intended flight path would take them across the Golden Gate Bridge, just for shits and giggles, uh, then head towards Farallon Islands, 20 miles off the coast and uh, they would head north towards point reyes and then south along the coastline basically they're making a big figure eight thanks euclid <laughs> wow that was that was an informed wow. reference yeah. you can't even be yeah. mad at that brent well done seabot euclid of alexandria or euclid of megara i celebrate both of their works no he doesn't i am <laughs> Jeez, these these guys. That's a mm. deep cut, man. That is a deep cut. Anyway, Brent, to your point, the figure eight, that's pretty much what the blimp actually did. And and Kyle is saying this while sitting on Andy's lap the entire time. So this is fine. Everything's fine here, John. I'm I'm you're missing out on a lot. <laughs> I mean, this show is the most highbrow and simultaneously lowbrow thing I've ever been involved with. And I am feeling a wild that's the, of That's called the rock with the eye, eyebrow up, one, one eyebrow up. So yeah, this figure eight, first leg, no incident. Yeah, you know, it's you're in a fucking dirigible, you're just looking around. Now, an hour and a half after takeoff, Lieutenant Cody radioed squadron headquarters at Moffett Fields, stating that he was positioned three miles east of Farallon Islands. Then shit goes squirrely, quickly. Four minutes later, he calls again, saying that he was investigating a suspicious oil slick. Now, when they say shit like this, the first thing that they worry about is there's a sub. That's right. immediately what they're doing. Right. Uh, and when I said it went squirrely quick, literally, that's the last time they're ever. I didn't know why I laughed there. That's the last time <laughs> the uh, crew was ever they heard were from. Never seen they were again. like dead. Families <laughs> cried for days. <laughs> Pass me my smoking jacket. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, literally when they didn't call in uh, with their hourly position report, the personnel at Moffett Field became concerned. Hmm, they're supposed to fucking do this. Mm. Yeah, they even sent out some float planes to look for the blimp. <laughs> oh, because, oh, yeah, because float planes, if they can land and help them out if they if they can. Exactly right. Three hours go by. They nothing. They nothing from them. They received a message from San Francisco Shore Patrol. And the blimp then was seen crashing into a golf course next to a beach, releasing its depth charges. And uh -oh. I don't know if you guys know this, but California, like many states, has a no depth charge rule for golf courses. So that was a big red flag that something was wrong. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So yeah. let me paint it. Let me paint a picture for you. Uh, there, there were a few. Sightings. We don't have time. We'll get, Just sum we'll it up with into, words. <laughs> sorry. We'll get into sorry. the witnesses uh, after <sighs> the break. But the, let me paint a picture of the. There were a few sightings. The blimp was limping along, and there was even one picture taken by somebody driving along the coast, and you can see the middle of the blimp is sunken in. It's obviously yeah. lost some air. And uh, as it approached the um, as it approached the coast, you know, it, people started to take notice. And lots of people started to take notice, and they were kind of following along with it, and it just kind of, you know, because they move very slowly, it, it starts to go down and down and down and down, and then it crashes at this golf course. And as a result of that, the depth charge that they all kept with them in case they needed to bomb Japanese submarines, one of them comes loose and rolls away <laughs> and Dibs. luckily didn't explode. Yeah. And, but then because it lost the weight from the depth charge, 
it went back up because that's how that's, hot air balloons that's work. That's the way science works. <laughs> and, and it kept limping along and people are just going, what the fuck is going on? And they're following along and then eventually it crashes in a neighborhood into someone's house. Yeah, on someone's house. Have you guys ever been around a, a blimp or, or, or at all? I mean, I've everyone's seen the, the blimps in the sky, the, the Goodyear and stuff, but I don't know anyone that's been like, yeah, I worked on a blimp. Yeah, blimps. Yeah, like <laughs> it's such a weird thing. I've had thing. a balloon. Yeah, I've lost balloons. I'm like, oh. I was always scared to fly a kite very high. Like I was just like it made me nervous. I knew really? it then as a child. I probably had some sort of weird stress when I'm like, oh god, oh no, oh, <laughs> you know. So, oh, oh well. I feel like I feel like my um, basic understanding of blimps and how they travel and how they work uh, my, uh, did not come from history class. Didn't come from you know uh, knowing what happened to the Hindenburg. It exclusively came from the third Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> that just feels right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but, you know, when, when there's things that you don't have that much exposure to, if they were in a movie as a kid, that is your full yeah. understanding. That's all probably the same franchise is the reason that we all believed that Quicksand would eventually kill us. Very well, true. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought that would be a way bigger problem as an adult. Yep. Quicksand. Yep. <laughs> But it is not. Well, well speaking of problems, John. we got problems because we got questions. How the hell does a blimp get that far off course without anyone calling it in? What did the witnesses report? Where's the crew? All those questions we're going to answer coming up next. We're not actually going to answer them. Don't get your hopes up. Uh, after the break on Hysteria 51. You know, they knew we weren't going to answer We're going to take a stab at it. You guys are going to try your best. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Can't wait to hear all the letters you're going to get from Andy, you're you're piloting your L eight. You need a call sign. You, you can't have Maverick; it's already taken, and you can't have Dusty Bottom because that's mine. What are you going with? Uh, I'm probably going with um, Rooster McGraw. <laughs> Ted Mantooth here. Uh, I'm going to pile this bastard into. Well, it just bounced off. Never mind. Uh, and no, don't don't radio me as Rooster. It's Rooster McGraw. God damn it, <laughs> Rooster! I'm not answering. Base over. Don't do the it Rooster. You're losing altitude at an incredible speed. I think you got a hole. <laughs> Fuck <Excuse> off. Me. <laughs> over. <laughs> it's Rooster McGraw. John, are you still with us? Uh, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. What? <laughs> <laughs> John, you were talking about witnesses. Tell us a little bit more about witnesses. I'm going to talk to Rooster McGraw while you do. Yeah, so. well, there was there was many. Uh, we mentioned the float planes earlier. The the float one of the float planes claimed to have seen the um uh the blimp over the Golden Gate Bridge. There was also a a, a young lady by the name of Bunny Gillespie. Fucking which, perfect 1940s god, name. Oh my god. I mean, Bunny and her friends Ruth signs. and that'll, Midge. That'll be my call sign. It'll be Bunny Gillespie. Bunny Gillespie. <laughs> she said she was. Bunny Gillespie, movies. your ass is writing checks. Your 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 ego's writing checks. Your ass can't cash. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, doctor. Sorry, doctor. <laughs> All right. So she said she was returning home from Sunday school, which is odd because it was a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that. <laughs> I, I, you know, in all the research I did, I couldn't look at a fucking calendar. Anyway, this is um, not the first time Bunny Gillespie's had to use that alibi. From Sunday school. (laughs) And she saw the deflating blimp fly overhead. She noted the blimp was quickly losing altitude and in danger of becoming entangled in power lines. Uh, Historian Ken Gillespie recalls the event. And Art, why don't you take this one for us? Sure, no problem. There was a swimmer, a man named Mr. Uh, Keppel, Keppel Vea. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Who was standing ready to go in the water when all of a sudden he saw this huge gray mass just coming out of the fog right at him. Remember, this thing is 47 feet wide and it wasn't too high off the water. And he watched it come in. It dragged its wheel along the sand at the water's edge, then hit a little sand knoll. It bounced up in the air and then moved a little bit of a canyon, and then hit rather heavily on the side of the canyon. This knocked off what turned out to be 
a depth charge. <laughs> this thing is just losing explosives <laughs> left and fucking right. <laughs> now, that's the most probably- exciting thing to ever happen in blimp history, right. besides the Hindenburg. Right. I, I think that that, that <laughs> sandal is probably the one at the golf course. But I like to think I like to think it's a drop and I'm like fucking, you know, dollars <laughs> at a strip club. Just fucking bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I don't know. Last Crusade was probably more exciting than this. I'm I'm going with Last Crusade after the Hindenburg. Yeah. <laughs> Another one was house was uh, nearly hit by the blimp, but dragged across a roof and then it landed nearby uh, in, in a street in Daly City. Now, back to historian King Gillespie, who actually lived in Daly City at the time. Uh, He said it was almost impossible for the crew members not to have been seen by somebody, but nobody saw them. No one saw them jump, and there's no relics of them at all. It's a real puzzle. Hmm. Real barn burner. Yeah. And then uh, we got the crash. So Daly City officials were on the scene within minutes because this is the talk of the town, obviously. There was actually an off-duty I'm forgetting whether it was a policeman or a fireman that lived next door basically to where it crashed and was up trying to help what he thought would be the survivors uh, with within seconds, Uh, literally ran out of his house and and went to help. Couldn't find him. uh, Then started trying to dig through the uh, the actual blimp, just wondering where the hell they were, but just couldn't find anybody. Yeah. Yeah. They they ended up discovering that the blimp's helium bag was leaking and the two men on board were surprise, surprise. Missing. Leaking helium bags is what I call go-forth show intros. That checks out to me. That feels <laughs> honest. That cuts deep. That's, no, that's that's funny, Seabot. It really is. It probably won't be as funny when your main fuel line is leaking, though. Whoa. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no. I think that's just flirting. The weird part is the search of the gondola or cabin, if, you know, that's the thing that hangs down that you hang out in. Uh, it showed that it was latched open, and it was... A highly unusual in flight for that to be open. So they don't they don't just leave the door open <laughs> if they could grab a grab Whoops. a breeze. <laughs> yeah, the safety bar was not in place. Also, there was this microphone that hooked to an external speaker. It was dangling off of the side of the gon the gondola. Outside of the gondola. Yeah. yeah. Uh the ignition switches and radios were still on, but remember, communications had stopped completely like three hours prior. Mm. Cody's hat and a briefcase containing top secret documents were still in place. Now, this is one of the things, if they do have to parachute out or jump out, you know, or anything like that, uh, they're supposed to take that with them because reasons, you know, I don't know if you guys know the top secret documents, you know, Classic. We all yeah. know the trope. Yeah, you know who 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 hasn't had to jump out of something with a briefcase yeah. tied to them. Uh, <laughs> uh, two life jackets were missing, but that's not a big deal because they were supposed to wear them the whole time. Yeah, they were them. supposed to be wearing them while they were operating it. So people like in some of the accounts that you read, people point to that as a dun 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 moment. You know, oh, they they must have known they were going down. They took the life. Well, no, that's like part of the gear that they would be wearing just the entire time they're floating around. Yeah. You're going in the sky. Please put on your flotation device is the way it goes. (laughs) But no one saw them. There's no one on board. It finally crashes after hours. Boom. Ghost blimp. That's where you get it. (laughs) Tell us about the investigation, John. So uh, you've we've got a problem. Uh, We we just crashed a large dirigible into the uh, into a, a city block 
and there was no one aboard. So we probably need to investigate and the Navy does so. Um, <laughs> probably. That, uh, <laughs> we probably do. Should probably check that out. <laughs> probably make sure those barrels didn't explode on the we'll golf course. We'll take a look. We'll take a look. How many depth charges were on there? <laughs> oh, we don't count those things, sir. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh, I think there might be one missing. <laughs> depth oh. charge, you're the one. You make bath time a lot. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> So, Brent, you mentioned the third uh, member of the crew who was supposed to be there, but wouldn't because of the Riley, Riley Hill. Riley Hill. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, uh, he's, he's quoted as saying, the ignition switch was still on. The radio was still on and working. Nobody had touched my fuel valves, which was not a euphemism in this mm-hmm. case. <laughs> uh, they were set up just the way that I'd left them. Uh, he or we still had another six hours of fuel. Yeah, so something went sideways pretty fast. Now, this blimp had been seen by several ships and planes I'm between. It was the two men in question, right? <laughs> yeah, seven and eleven a.m. on the day of incident. So it wasn't like it was just out in the middle of fucking nowhere. People were seeing. Get this: many were close enough to see the pilots inside, and at the time, everything seemed normal. Then poof, gone. Spoiler alert: You need to update your. Christmas cards because the men were never found. And then about a year later, August 17th of 43, both men were officially presumed dead. Why is this such a weird thing? People have held on to this. You know, I mean, it's, it's it, ghost blimp. It's, it, it's You've ghost got blimp. ghost rider. I mean, I think, you know, you got ghost blimp. It's just fun to put ghost with other things. And uh, it, it, it just leaves a whole fucking question. What happened? Not be an avid wartime blimp enthusiast. I don't want to put words into your mouths. But what does your gut tell you, Andy, that happened in a situation like this? Just off the top of the dome right hey, now. You know, your initial reaction to this is like. These guys fell out of that fucking blimp. Aliens, I agree with you, going on. Yep. Uh, no, he but, said aliens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder, like, you know, if, if they got a little, you know, turbulence or what happened. And there are lots of uh, scenarios, I guess you could say, that uh, that people brought up. And we're going to talk about those after the break. But I don't know. I mean, Art, John, do you guys have a strong feeling one way or another before we get I, to I them? I think they, um, through a magical portal, actually got turned into the blimp. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, mm, they, they uh, fell mm. through it and onto the giant pile of missing socks right. wherever they went to. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm going to go with. And I think I'll be right. <laughs> it, this all seems plausible. And uh, I, I, I'm going to wait until the end to give my final ruling. Oh, uh, wow. is that your final answer? All right. We're going to go to the break. When we come back. What the fuck did happen? I'm going to make that up. Uh, that's coming up next on Hysteria 51. Uh. Oh, oh my goodness. God. Boring? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. John, I want to point out something to you while this fine music is playing. Mm, This is week number dose in a row. Old school. Old school. I, I know. Music. I know that the, the correct T for two. Um, I'm loving it. I, I appreciate the fact that you brought it back and I, I think we should keep it for a while. Well, we, I, we'll see. We'll see. Now that I know you like it. I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to go one way or another. I have a question for the three of you. Oh, 
Is it possible? Could it be? Could it be that the chain blimpy was actually responsible for the disappearance of these men? I mean, I think as as time goes by, we're going to find out that they were responsible for most of the the incidents that yeah. shaped the 20th century. Right. But that's just my thoughts. I don't know, Art. Yeah, I I think I agree with you, John. I think you're onto something, and I think you should write a book about it and start to uh, yeah sell your idea across the country or yourself. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to hear this nonsense about the chain didn't exist when they disappeared, you know, all that bullshit. None of that matters. Um, we, you know, cause there's, there's things like time travel and there are things like portals and we all know that. <laughs> well, and I mean, let's be honest. These guys were in a blimp. They were out looking for a sub. Like, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah. This is clearly blimpy. What, more, we're what more do you the need? <laughs> Grinder off the starboard bow. Grinder. We got a hoagie on our six. Hoagie on our six. Yeah. <laughs> you go look up Blimpy's uh, menu from like 1986. A depth charge. Yeah. Holy shit! What? <laughs> the Mexican Navy is sending up some tortas at us. I don't even know. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Uh, what? What combo do you want? I'll take the L eight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, that's just a, the L8 is a vegetarian blimpy because there's no meat inside of it. I don't know if you know uh, that or not. Wow. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened? That's what we're left with. That's a great <laughs> question. And the short answer, and I don't want to tell any tales out of school, is uh, we don't know and no one knows. So there you go. Uh, that's the end of the show. We'll see you next week on this day. Now, uh, <laughs> lots of possible explanations have been brought up. We, we, you know, but none can be confirmed. One theory that is a little bit. They're all believable in one way or another, but it's just grasping at straws. One is the men spotted an enemy Japanese submarine to send and investigate it. They were taken prisoner and they were probably put to death. That sucks. That's a terrible way. I don't even understand that theory. So they yeah. saw a submarine and they jumped off. You got, What are you guys plant? doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, get out of there. It's our ocean. Mm-hmm. Is there any shenanigans going on down there? Are you Japanese? <laughs> This better, I mean, this could easily be just one of those run-on-a-mill subs we see off the coast of California that's a sightseer. Now, this giant red circle inside of it gives me pause. I better go check and see what's going on. No, no, don't pull me into the submarine. Um, (laughs) Bullets, my only weakness. (laughs) What's that? We we have got some rope here. You... you lower me down, I'll go <laughs> knock, and we'll just see what's up. I don't know if you know this or not, but in 1940s, if you're lowering yourself out of a dirigible, maritime and wartime laws mandates that yakety sax is playing the yes. entire time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and oh, by the way, we mentioned earlier that the loudspeaker mic was outside of the gondola. Mm-hmm. It's because he took it with him to say, excuse me, Uh-oh. can you let me in? I need to find out what's going on in there. Now, this one just blows my skirt up. This next one. I t- another theory is that the two men were involved in a lover's triangle with an unknown woman or each other or a third man. This goes on that one murdered the other in a jealous rage and then fled the blimp when it reached land. Wow. I mean, do you guys, who I'm comes convinced. up with that one? I'm convinced. No, that I didn't see anyone come out and say, well, that was known because they were dating this person, that person. Doesn't that just feel like a, a grasp? I think I know who came up with this, this theory <laughs> and it was Bunny Gillespie. For yeah. sure. <laughs> I tell you what, I've never had sex with either of them. By like themselves. If, if, the story, if the story just had been that they, that they wanted to disappear off the face of the earth and, you know, as soon as it was over land, kind of jumped out or something. Like, okay. 
but they had to act. They had to throw the extra details in there. There's too much detail now. Like it's it's a lover's <laughs> quarrel. It's a threesome. It's a like ah, okay. You didn't know all that. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. you, I, there's no right. way you know who like, took off whose pants when and who applied yeah, what where right. and it's who like, got what stuck in a new zipper. Plus, everyone I, I know, knows I know. that in World War II, if it's a lover's quarrel or there's a three way. Uh, ben Affleck dies, <laughs> and then you just get the girl. That's the way it goes. And uh, Cooper Gooding Jr. does a way better job at yeah. the whole thing than you. That's just, you know, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. The Navy does have its own theory. It's possible there was a mechanical malfunction on board. That seems way more believable to me than than some of the others, even for some reason the submarine one. They say that they believe that one of the men maybe climbed out to fix the problem, had some trouble. The second man went to ate him and both fell to their death. That's why the, the cord off of the, the speakers ripped the microphone. Maybe that they grabbed at it. That's one of the reasons this seems plausible to me or more believable than just tomfoolery and shenanigans. I don't well, know. At the fucking least there's evidence for this. There, the evidence is a, a photograph of a damaged fucking blimp. I right. mean, we know something went wrong because if they had just jumped off willy-nilly and everything else was fine with the blimp, it would blimp. not it, it wouldn't have started to deflate and crash. It would have just kept floating right, along for right. He said that that one guy said there were 6 hours left. It would have floated past a baseball game and yeah. people would have been <laughs> the, the sound of the bat in the ball. And then everyone just stops and looks up and the the crowd goes quiet. Yeah, yeah. that's way go. Everyone would have gone. Yeah. Now, are, did you realize that this actual blimp was a Goodyear blimp? Yeah, that's I did. literally. I did. This thing, everyone goes, what happened to it? They sold this blimp, blimp. after all this was done. It didn't just go oh. on, and it became a Goodyear fucking blimp. So everyone's well, no, no. looking up. It, it re-became. It yeah. was originally manufactured by Goodyear. Yeah. They sold it to, the, they sold it to the, uh, uh, the military, and the military sold it back to them. Yeah. And people say the, the government's so, so bad at business, they- they bought a blimp from Goodyear, then they sold it back after it they after it crashed. Yeah. That, my friend, is just um, um, good marketing. I mean, well, if good, they got thirty percent, forty percent back on that, I mean, what is that like? You know, there's gonna be like that's a what good, Rooster McGraw would have yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just really think the 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 thing that that tickles my fancy <laughs> is that the, yeah. you know they probably had some problems and um, tried to fix it and fell out real quick. Giorgio, what do you think? If you look at all the pieces. It's the only conclusion that you can draw. That makes sense right there. I'm yeah. glad that we don't, you know, we should go to you more often during the show. Now, since you mentioned Giorgio, we would be remiss not to mention the most logical and probably likely theory that's rife with support and evidence all across the land, alien abduction. Well, that just, mm. you know, it makes sense. And one of these days we're going to open the door and they're just going to be there like, it's only been 25 minutes to us. Did the Yankees win yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever did happen with that World War II? <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, like you said, um, it's yeah. this whole thing only happened in a couple hours. No one knows the real story. Why is it that things like this are so endearing? Like, why is why are we still talking about this, Andy? I guess is a big question. I, you know, I think people love blimps, right? You can't they get do? enough blimps uh, are blimps are adorable. <laughs> they're the they're the like bunny rabbits of the sky. <laughs> the you know, I tell you this. I we have had this 
suggested a thousand times. Really? Yeah. And I think it's one of those topics that people have heard Ghost Blimp don't really know what it's about and go, that sounds cool, do Ghost Blimp. Yeah. And then you do it and they're like, mm. it's got to be cool. It's got ghosts. Well, and also, I, let's, let's be clear. Anything, like we were joking about it before, but truly, anything with the word ghost behind it or in front of it and that actually is inferring that something that was populated showed up unpopulated is always popular. Well, a yeah. ghost colony, yeah. that Roanoke, you know, people love that. Right. Ghost right. ship, there's been like five of them, uh, probably more. Uh, that Like ghost anything is just, oh, and the movie. Uh, ghost anything is just always interesting to people when, it, when there was a group of people that were expected to be there and they disappeared off the face of the earth. It's always a good story or it's always at least uh, uh, interesting for people to learn more. Well, and then it, it was taken out of Goodyear rotation because everyone who's ever been in it since then dies within seven days. So that, I mean, on top of everything else. Oh, yeah. I couldn't really find anything to back that up, but just go with it. So I don't know. I think I'd call it true. cursed blimp and not ghost <laughs> That's blimp. true. That's true. Now, let's now, Brent, your jokes, funny as they are, aside, believe it or not, the L8 was repaired and went back into service. Yeah, like you said, throughout yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the rest of the war. And, uh, well, Kyle's awful, awful Goodyear joke earlier was actually somewhat salient. The government sold the L8, as we said, back to Goodyear, and it actually became one of the famed Goodyear blimps that would float over sporting events and such. Its name after the war, I'm not making this up, America. Wow. <laughs> and it was actually, it wasn't retired until 1982, almost 40 years later. That's crazy. Yeah, damn. Um, it's just crazy that they last that long. No shit that they last that long. I want to bring something to attention real quick. Last but not least, you can't do a story like this without going to the number one source for true details on the, the web. That's right. Reddit. Right. So uh, this story sat unsolved for 70 years until 723 of 2013 would have made the front page of Reddit for the subreddit. Today I learned it was the number one. When you go there every once in a while, they, they pick a story. And the number, the first comment that has TIL for the kids out there that had uh, the (laughs) most uh, upvotes, a user syndicated writer gave us the definitive answer that sums it up. He said, I'm going to go on a limb here. This is pure speculation, but my guess is they fell out. (laughs) 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 And I think that that really just sums up the entire fucking story right there. Leave it to Reddit to just really drive everything home. It's the quality analysis you want. I don't know. You know, I I guess we've made our blimp quota for the decade on the show. I I don't know. I don't know. I think you gotta hit a you gotta hit a couple blimps every uh every year. Yeah, right? you gotta hit your blimp. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, the the, the blimp crowd gets a little uppity. Right. I don't know, John. Range dirigible <sighs> fanatics. They get all puffed up. <laughs> what are your thoughts, John? What do you think about the story? Yeah, I mean, jokes aside, I, I do. I just I just think it was an unfortunate accident. I, I do think there was. I think the na- <laughs> oh god, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the Navy's explanation. Makes the most sense. Oh, you shill. You fucking shill. Hey, don't don't forget to check your your account. I I deposited your shill check this week. My shill check? Thank you. I mean, I think the thing. Praise me to the devil. (laughs) Praise me to the. Excuse me. Sorry. I I apologize. I get. uh, get, Station identification. (laughs) I get hate mail every time I mention Occam's Razor, but I will mention it one more time. (laughs) Do you really? Andy Andy just popped a blimp in his pants when he brought up Occam's razor. <laughs> I'm <a> coming, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, I think people just don't like logic. Like that, they, it's, it, oh, people get angry with logic. logic. 
And and yeah, I mean, Occam's Razor, what's the one thing that we know? We know that the blimp was damaged. We know there was something wrong with it. It was losing air. Yeah. So what is like, I, I mean, the, the the most natural next step is somebody was trying to fix it. A lover's triangle, I agree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am with you 100% for once. So the most, it was, it was damaged. The most natural next step is aliens. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't rule it out. And that's what the really matters the most. You know, this is another one that they got on the, the flat earthers. We can't say it wasn't aliens because we don't know. That's true. That's true. You know how that goes. John, uh, I, I but think But ironically, I'm, you can say the f- earth is not flat when you're at that altitude. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. Uh, uh, I'm with you on this one. Do you guys have any other thought or, or, or are you with John and his shillness? Um, you know, I guess the only thing I can think about now is like, what kind of a lover was Ernest Cody? <laughs> <laughs> he was not a lover like Rooster McGraw, I'll tell you that much. And was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have my, I'm going to take a whole bunch of those handfuls of melatonin tonight and try to dream of Bunny Gillespie or whatever the hell her name was, you know, in that, in that sexy 1940s garb or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. Actually, I've changed my mind. I, now what I think happened was my original supposition, which was they were hanging by a rope, trying to knock on the door, had the, (laughs) had the, had the loudspeaker out. Hello. What's the word? Anyone in there? You're not Japanese, are you? All right. <laughs> they almost ended the war that fateful day if they only hadn't fallen out of the blimp. <laughs> Stop pushing. <laughs> All right. You can look later. Well, that is our thoughts. And I'm sorry that we forced them down your throat. John, where can they force thoughts down our throat? Hysteria Nation. It is our Facebook discussion group. It is where we talk about ghost blimps, ghost ships, ghost chessboards, everything ghost and everything else in the weird, weird world. Ghost chessboards. Just go to Facebook.com and search Hysteria Nation. I'm, Join us. I'm ready. I'm ready for more ghost chessboard talk. I didn't even know we talked about that in there. I wanted to go uh, to you went there. ghost checks mix. <laughs> you know, I'm opening a ghost-themed restaurant, uh, but it's mostly small plates and appetizers. Our most popular uh, dish is a ghost cheese board. <laughs> A little ghost wow. charcuterie. <laughs> I call it ghost cuterie. Uh, Everything on here is dead. <laughs> uh, that's right, though. While you're looking at Hysteria Nation on Facebook, also go to facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. That is a regular Facebook page. Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria51. You can get up all night's extra episodes, Mad Blurry Hysterias. You can hear John rap. You can hear all sorts of nonsense. He literally rapped regulators in high school at like Six Flags, you know, where you're like, you can make the video. Right. We got that on there. Wow. Yeah. Voicemail 773. Join just for that. 669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. John, these are easy to forget links for our show. Where can they go if they forget any of this? Oh, Hysteria51.com. Or gofopedia.com. There you go. Now, more importantly, if you want to go to a real show, you want to learn about that. Gentlemen and Andy, tell them oh. about now. <laughs> tell, tell them where they can find your show, all your links, all your nudies, and your OnlyFans, and I don't know, your twaddles and whatever you kids are doing these days. <laughs> we do have twaddles. We are on ghostblimp.com. Uh, you can find us on ghostblimp. <laughs> now I got to look at that so I can think or not. I might have um, you can find us at mrbunkersconspiracytime.com. Uh, we're on the, the tweeters and we're on the Instagrams at Mr. Bunker pod. 
And nice. um, yeah, we're we're hanging out on our on the Patreon as well. Yeah, you know, we're doing the Patreon thing. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Mr. Bunker pod. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Just search Ooh. for Mr. Bunker's conspiracy time podcast. <laughs> if you guys it's are crazy. having fun, hey, Brent, you're doing your page. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. And, uh, when they were talking, edit where they give their Patreon and just kind of speak <laughs> over it and say slash hysteria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll cut this yeah. out. So this won't be in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Cut this um, I'll remember that. that. <laughs> um, here's a tip. Take this with you as you do what you will. Don't set up a fun little fake little haha for thirty dollars. You can sniff one of you guys on Patreon because we had a I had a sniff John Goforth level for thirty dollars, and one dude who didn't like our show paid it and went ape shit trying to come and wanted John's address, and then I refunded oh it. He paid it again. <laughs> We had to block him. Oh, uh, yeah. Boy. So what I'm saying is, or do it, because that's a fun story. I feel like, Brent, I feel like you're trying to creep me out at this point. This is like the third episode in a row you've brought it up. Well, I'm, what I'm getting I'm, at is I may or may not have accidentally sent you your address and times of the, <laughs> the day when you're not awake. Great. What do we have to do to sniff you, John? <laughs> well, just be it's within 16 to 18 it's feet. Just, it's never been a thing. It never will be a thing. It was a thing. He might not, not. He might thing. not have wanted it to be a thing, but that. But that doesn't not mean it a wasn't thing. a thing. It's no longer a thing. You say it wrong every time, John. <laughs> so I just have one question to end this. You said you're opening up a ghost restaurant. If uh, let's say you're you're serving small plates, it's tapas, uh, and you get some hamon, uh, for instance. Will the ghost pig bring it to you? Oh yes, the ghost pig. Uh, and the ghost pig will actually show you the part of its body from <laughs> which the jamon was uh, dissected. Oh, wonderful. This is uh, oh, this sounds, is like farm to sounds... table. It's more like grave to table, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the hottest thing. <laughs> it's very hard to understand him because he still has the apple in his mouth when yeah. he's telling you all the... Also, he doesn't know. speak English. Yeah. <laughs> Only well, pig noises. I mean, it was a Spanish pig. You know? <laughs> what? I think he's talking backwards. <laughs> I, I don't know. Five stars. It's very trendy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it has any Michelin numbers, but there's this. Nah, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do ghost tires in the back, too. <laughs> very highly rated on Michelin. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for classing this uh, dumpster fire up. We were greatly appreciate and thank you for coming all the way to my home. Oh, thank you for having us. Yes, Speaking of ghosts, you, you guys are never leaving. So, um, <laughs> all right, we're moving in. Yeah. Hey, what's Brent doing with that axe? <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a hole cut in the wall that's full of bones? <laughs> that's my secret. Details. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that said, I've been Brent. Uh, I've been Art. Just kidding. I'm Andy. <laughs> and I've been Rooster McGraw. <laughs> And I've been Bunny Gillespie. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. 
You've been listening to a fourth hand joint. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.